Do you want to get more done each day in less time, but you feel like you're spending too much time in distraction and it's too easy for you to check your phone, check your messages, check your social media? Now in this episode, I'm going to break down how you can get more done by using this simple reward system. Because here's the thing, these apps on your phone, they are meant to make you feel good. They give you the dopamine spike and now you feel great because you checked social media and then 30 minutes in, you're still on Instagram, you're still on YouTube, you're still watching or consuming rather than creating. So how do we, A, make our phone, these distractions, less attractive, but also B, and that's what I want to discuss in this video, how do I make work more attractive? How do I enjoy work? Because one of the biggest human motivators is play. Like if we just enjoy doing something, we can spend hours in it. I mean, think about Netflix. If you got a great movie, you're watching it till the end. You don't need any motivation. It's just there. You just do it because it's fun, it's easy, it's playful. So if we can tap into that motivating driver at work, we're going to be so much more productive and we're going to enjoy the ride too, which is super important. And make sure that you stick till the end of the video because in that part of the video, I'm going to deconstruct the three types of motivation. One is play, but you want to stick around for the other two so you really get the most out of this video. But now let's talk about how do I make work more attractive? How do I make work feel good? Because these apps, they give you like the little dopamine spike, they make you feel good in the moment. That's why you want more. Most people today are addicted to the dopamine spike that their phone gives them. They're addicted to the next like, they're addicted to the next message, they're addicted to scrolling on social media. That's just the honest truth. But what if work would be addictive? Kind of. Now let's deconstruct three simple ideas to make work more attractive. Number one, you need to reward yourself every single hour. Like first, if you spend more time than an hour deeply focused at something, your focus is going to dip over time. So we want hourly breaks. That's key. That's the foundation. You want hourly breaks because here's the thing. If you go in and you think, oh man, I need to study for the next 14 hours. Literally, you can see videos on YouTube. Study with me for 14 hours. Now, if you go in, I need to study 14 hours. How likely are you going to start? Not very likely because it's a huge daunting task. But what if you said, I'm going to start studying for an hour, just an hour, then a break. Then I refuel, recharge, something I enjoy. Because the truth is, sometimes work just isn't playful. It's just enjoyable. I mean, you can make it more fun, but sometimes you just have to do the hard work and sometimes it's not fun, it's not easy, it's challenging. And it's meant to be that way. But that's why you want to have hourly breaks because A, it gets you to start, it gets you to finish through on what you said you'd do, 
B, it gives you more energy because if you take an hourly break, you're going to be so much more energized and so much more focused than those who power through. And three, you have a little bit of time to reward yourself. You have a little bit of time to give you that dopamine spike. And that is huge because if you can reward yourself for making progress, your brain literally links work to pleasure. And that's tremendous for our human psychology. So here's what I want you to do. Every time you sit yourself down to work, I want you to put out your phone and set a timer for an hour, for an hour. Then once the timer is up, you stand up, you move, you move your body, you refresh, you stretch a little bit. So you reactivate your body because a lot of fatigue is actually mental fatigue and physical fatigue. So you want to move your body and then here's the fun part. You do something you enjoy. For me, that's either reading in a book or watching a video. I love that. I love watching a video and I do it guilt free because I know I've just been hammering at this video, at this thing I'm doing for an hour. I made progress. So let's enjoy five minutes of consumption. Let's enjoy five minutes of a thing that I like to do. And I recommend you stick to five to 10 minutes. Don't go over. I mean, you're going to diminish all your progress if you then spend an hour on social media. That's not helpful. But give yourself that gift of two, five minutes of just doing something you like, doing something you enjoy. In this studio, when I'm shooting, I actually have a basketball. And I just knock it against the wall a couple of times. I just enjoy it. I like it. So this is huge. You want to build in joy. You want to build in play every single day in your work. Don't wait till you hit that milestone to feel good. Don't wait till the end of the day to feel good. No, you need to build that into your schedule, into your calendar. And I stick to that religiously. Every hour I stand up, I stretch, I move, and then I do something fun. And guess what? You're going to be so much more productive than if you just powered through. It's a paradox, I know. But rest is actually helpful to be more productive. So that's the first key idea. You want to give yourself those five minutes of physical and mental restoration as well as some play, something fun. And let me know down in the comments below, what's one thing you'd enjoy? What's one thing you could do in your break? Doesn't need to be huge, but you want to do something that you enjoy every single hour. Because work isn't always fun. It's not always pleasurable. And by the way, if we haven't met already, Hi, I'm Eric Martz and I'm a leadership and life coach. I'm the founder of Lifeflow Media and I'm so pumped to welcome you here on the channel. If you're new here, consider subscribing. Second key idea is what I call the five wins equation. See, we love play, sure, but we also love progress. We as humans are meant to be making progress in our life. So when we feel like we are making progress, we're actually more motivated, more driven, more ambitious. We're just doing the work because we see that we're moving forward. 
Now the challenge is, what happens if you don't see progress for months? Let's say you're studying for a college, like you put in the work over months, but you see the results only at the end of the semester. You don't see it beforehand. You don't see how studying is impacting your ability to ace that test. Now, how can you bring that progress, that sense of I'm doing the right thing into the present moment? That's where the five W equation really comes in. And here's the simple thing. Each morning you write down what are five wins I could have today. Can be work, can be personal. So you write down five simple wins I could have today. Now for me, I have a strict morning routine in which I do my yoga, I do my meditation, and I read. Now those are three wins already that I get every single day. Now I only need two more wins. So today I'm shooting videos. If I shoot five videos today, massive win. And then I have to figure out what's the fifth one. Five simple wins. You can have five simple wins on any given day. But the key is to be like proactive about it, to determine what are the five key wins I'm going to have today. So you set that and those are non-negotiables. They need to happen. Come hell or high water, these are wins you're going to get. So you want to make them achievable. You want to make them simple. You don't want to overcomplicate. And then here's the thing. At the end of the day, you take a moment to celebrate those five wins. Now, it doesn't seem huge to have it, does it? Not really. But if you do it over time, that confidence that you're getting, that sense of progress that you're getting is compounding. So let's take a look at how this plays out over a month or a year. Suppose you get five wins every single day. Don't need to be huge, can be simple. Five wins every single day. Over a month, you'll have one over 150 wins. 150 wins, simply by writing down what are five wins I can get and then knocking them out of the park. So over a month, 150 wins. Now that'll change your confidence. That'll change how you feel about yourself. That'll change how you see your work. Now do that for a month. Now what happens if you do that over a single year? Every single day you determine five wins I'm going to get. Maybe you have a personal goal. I want to be more open. Okay, you get five wins for that quest. Or I want to be in the greatest shape of my life. Get five wins in that quest. Now over a year, you're going to completely change your life. Because over a year, if you do it every single day, you'll have over 1,800 wins throughout the year. 1,800 wins. Now most people, to be honest, they're getting five wins a day. They're getting them. But here's the key, they don't celebrate. They don't enjoy it. They don't appreciate them. Most people, if you'd ask them, they'll tell you that they are not doing enough, that they're not achieving enough, that they're not progressing enough. And here's the simple thing. They, ha they simply haven't taken the time 
to really celebrate how they're moving forward. So this habit, it might seem simple, but I urge you, do it in the morning. Takes two minutes to determine the five wins you're going to get. And then write them down in the evening. And it's going to change your confidence. It's going to change your motivation. Because you make a pre-commitment every morning. This is what I'm going to get done. And this is a non-negotiable. Now you're more committed. Now you're more in it. You have skin in the game. And that is huge. So that's the second key practice. Third key practice is what I call anticipation motivation. See, an event is super powerful. You look forward to going to that event and it's a concert or you go to an art gallery and it's amazing. It's awesome. But here's the thing. If you book that months in advance, the anticipation of that event is going to be so much stronger than the event itself. Let's suppose you go on vacation in two months. In three months, there's Christmas and the holiday season. Now, most people, they don't plan out specifically what they're going to do on their vacation. You know, we got a vacation, but no plans. But suppose you got clear on, okay, we're going to go to Rome and we're going to see the Colosseum. We're going to go to the beach and we're going to take these trips. You, you plan a little bit in advance. Now, it's three months till you go to the trip. But today you get pumped. You get excited about going on that trip because it feels real. It feels like something you look forward to, something you enjoy. So the anticipation of an event is often stronger than the event itself. You get so pumped about the vacation. And then when you're there, the kids are screaming, your spouse gets going crazy and you're going to pull in all different directions. The plans didn't work out all the time, but you had the fun, the anticipation of going there. Now, the vacation might be superb, great, but still the anticipation is often so much stronger than the event itself. Now, how are we going to use this in our daily work? Now, what you want to do is you want to plan out your projects. Every project that you're going to work on can be work, can be personal. You want to plan it out. You want to deconstruct what are the five major moves I need to accomplish to make this a success. Now, once you've done this, you're going to set a reward for each of these milestones. So in essence, for every project, you have five milestones that you're going to hit and you're going to set a reward in advance. Say you start a project, I want to write a book. Okay. When I wrote the dang book, which is move number one, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to go on vacation, take that week trip, whatever it is. You plan it out. You put it in the calendar. You put a date on it. Suppose you're in college and you have to study for an exam. You set a reward for after the exam is done after the season is done, or you set a reward every month. If I follow through on my commitments, I'll take a weekend off and take an awesome trip. I don't know. You set these milestone rewards and now A, you're more committed to hitting your goals because there's a date on it 
and B, you're more joyful in your pursuit of getting there because you can look forward to that event. You can look forward to going on that trip, going to the spa, taking a trip with your spouse, your partner, with your friends. Now you're looking forward to something. And if you want to take it a step further, you're going to include others. Say, for example, you have a huge, tremendous goal you need to hit. Now you set that reward and now you could go alone. But if you want to make it more powerful, you're going to include someone else. Let's say you want to go to the spa. Maybe you say to your partner, when I hit this goal at this specific date, we're going to go to the spa. But if I don't hit it, we won't go. We don't go to the spa unless I hit this goal. Are you in? Now, I bet your partner is going to be in and now you're so much more committed to hitting that goal because it's not only you who is depending on this milestone, but someone else too. And so often we're unwilling to do for ourselves what we are willing to do for others. So this is tremendously important. I just urge you to use these three simple practices to make work more fun. And now, as promised, I want to also deconstruct what I call the motivation triangle. Now I've done an entire video about it, so I'm going to link you over there, but here's a short overview. In my opinion, there are only three motivating drivers that drive us forward, that make us more productive. Now, the first one we already talked about, which is play. If you can make something so enjoyable that you just love doing it, that's your motivation. You don't need more. I mean, you don't need any motivation to watch Netflix, to be on social media. It's easy. It's rewarding you in the moment. So the first type of motivation is, can I make work fun? Can I make work enjoyable? The second type of motivation is progress. When you see that you are progressing in life, it's so motivating. We are driven by progress. If you can see visibly that you are making progress towards something, you're so much more motivated to keep on going. And this is why most New Year's resolutions actually fail. Because, let's say, people want to get in the greatest shape of their life. Now they start off hot because they're motivated, they're pumped. But then they lack progress. They don't see the six-pack abs. They don't see the biceps growing. And now they're two weeks in and most people have already quit because they didn't see the progress. And too often we make progress outcome dependent. I'm only going to feel progress if I see the six-pack abs or if my biceps has grown tremendously or whatnot. So this is a trap we often fall into, but progress is such a huge motivating driver. Now the third key type of motivation, which I think is the most powerful, is purpose. When you have something that is relying on you, and I'm not saying purpose in the sense of this is my mission in life, but you have something or someone who needs you on your A-game, 
that's going to drive your performance. No matter what obstacle you need to overcome, no matter what challenge, if you feel like you're called to do this, if you feel like someone needs you, you're going to do whatever it takes. In other words, if you tap into this type of motivation, you make a want, like I want to have a six-pack up, I want to make this amount of money, you make it a must. I must have a six-pack up. I must earn 100K a year. I must make this happen. And when you make something and you make the shift from wanting something to having like a necessity, that's going to change how you show up. And if you want to go deeper into the motivation triangle, I just highly recommend that you check out this video right here, which goes so in depth on how do we tap into these three types of motivation. And then until the next time, make sure that you live fully, live openly and be the leader of your